Welcome to episode 82 of Tactical Crouch. That's right. We're back after just two days for a week five preview episode. I'm Kick Tripod, joined, of course, by Yiska and Volamel. A lot of stuff to talk about, so we'll get through the housekeeping stuff super, super duper quick. Uh, show is completely supported by our patrons and our fans. If you like the show, go to patreon.com slash tactical crouch. Support there. We've got a game night coming up. We should be able to announce it on next week's episode when it is. That's my commitment to you is we're going to know by then. Uh, next thing, follow us on Twitter, Twitter at Tactical Crouch. Watch us record the show live at twitch.tv slash kicktripod on Mondays and Wednesdays at 11 a.m. Pacific time. Other than that, hey, guys. Well, that's record time. Everybody, give this man a round of applause. Give, I think that's the fastest that was we've gotten through that. That was AGDQ quick. I'll give myself that. Yeah, that's, that's warranted. I'll give myself that. Well done. Yeah, get it out of the way and uh, talk about some Overwatch League because there's a lot to talk about. Um, Hero Pools going live this week. D-Pay did a pretty cool AMA uh, yesterday. We learned some interesting news there uh, that uh, some of the makeup games for the... uh, teams who haven't been playing and the homestands in Asia... Uh, could be start getting played as early as next week. Oh. So that's pretty dope. No official mm-hmm. confirmation on that at all, but it's good to know that we're getting to sooner rather than later at this point. Um, other than that, though, is that really just it? Is there anything to add to that? Not really. It's just good to hear that the league's trying to facilitate ways for these teams that haven't been playing to finally get out there and showcase their stuff. Um, kind of getting tired of seeing Boston just get beat up week by week. And uh, yeah, it'll be nice to to get some new teams, get some new looks. It was always fun to, you know, it was fun last week getting getting to see Atlanta come out and, and you know, debut. And we have a whole like half full of a league to debut yet. So uh, that'll at least kind of keep you satiated for a while. Yeah, should, but that's really that's really it. That's the news. Dun da da da. So newsy. Uh, <laughs> let's jump in then and talk about week five because we do need to preview uh, these matches. Before we do though, we do want to th- give a special thanks to our patron producers: <gasps> Battlecrab, Made Pin, Lotion, Charlie L, Audio Compass, Pork Chalk, Sammy, Kasha, Sixty Seven, Kushi, Kopi, Salsa Boy, Ninety One. Hey. That was, uh, and he still had breath left at the end there. Oof. Did you see that? That excess oxygen he still had. He could have got, kept going. Could which have kept going. You know what that means. We've got right? room. <laughs> We've got room. Uh, thank you all so much uh, for supporting the show for in such a incredible for such an incredible amount. I uh, appreciate you all. And uh, let's get talking about week five. And of course, we're going to start off by discussing hero pools. Uh, three of the four heroes being banned have major implications on this week's meta. Reinhardt, Widowmaker, and McCree. Obviously, Moira 
is banned as well, though I think we can safely say it should have a smaller overall impact, I would say, than those uh, heroes from the meta that we've seen in the past, that is. Yeah. So, I'd say so. Um, let's, let's talk about Reinhardt first. Uh, Reinhardt's been a staple of tank play in Overwatch League. He saw just about 87% playtime in the last two weeks. So Joe, with Reinhardt out of the picture, what adaption or what adaptation, sorry, do you expect these teams to make this week? Surprising no one. I think there's, there's kind of two very obvious directions, at least in my mind. Um, and then that's Winston and Arisa kind of filling in the blank. It depends on the maps being played on, on any given match day. It depends on, you know, what team's playing. But I think those are probably the two leading, you know, uh, beneficiaries from seeing Reinhardt removed, um, at least in the tank position. Um, I don't know that we'll necessarily need, I don't know that a May ban was needed because again, I, I agree with what Sherfor had said publicly that if you remove Reinhardt, I don't think May gets a ton of value. That idea could be implicated and could be kind of positioned for Arisa if Arisa becomes the kind of dominant in, in the meta in week five. But again, I don't see... I think that that could be something we could have seen if, let's say, this was just the new meta and we just play out the rest of the season. May could have been something that kind of messes and toys with some of these Arisa compositions, but with only four days worth of, of actual scrim time for most of these teams, uh, I don't, I don't see may being useful and yeah, I, I have to give the nod to either our Winston or Arisa here. You just care you feel about the same. I mean, I think it kind of makes sense. What about wrecking ball? Is there any chance that we see some ball dive type stuff here? Like we've seen in the past or. I'll, I'll be real honest with you. Like, I, I got this coin here. It's my boy Wolfgang Amadeus Mozart. And this guy's just going to decide for me what is played because I literally, like, if you don't know what's being played in scrims, there's. By induction, there's nobody in the world that could answer these questions feasibly, I think. So it makes it super random. If you're a bookmaker, woo, boy. Yeah, that's fun. Like, we'll get, we'll get to that one. We'll get to that one because that like somebody's going out of business with these. Yeah. And then I mean it's twice, right? We're getting hit twice. Yeah. The first thing is we don't know what's being played and then we don't know how these teams adapt to that specific meta. And there's also the possibility that more than one thing is played and there's once again scrim for sure. or whatever. So, uh we're we're coin flipping uh i have a feeling that it's more going to be more dive than uh not yeah but that also very much depends on um on the maps that each individual match is played with yeah definitely does well what about uh on the flip side on the dps side we're talking widowmaker and mccree being out there so basically taking out the viable hit scan options that we've had in the past Leaving, I mean, I guess you can kind of, I mean, Reaper is technically hit scan, right? So for sure, uh, yeah, but I, I don't. He's not McCree Widowmaker. It doesn't that, fill that, that same kind of like mid to long per, range. Yeah, that's, yeah, yep. exactly. So, uh, the the kind of heavy single shot hit scan heroes we've seen so far are no longer going to be in play. Uh, how does this? Effect and I get and and I think there's one thing that we want to say here is this is. A lot of speculation. Anybody who oh, says yeah. they know, 
uh, either is seeing scrims in scrims, yeah, or uh, they're they're just doing their best to kind of game theory it like we are and yep. trying to come out with yep. the most likely results. So, because keep in mind, it's not just a thing of game balance or character availability. It's also a so social component of what teams are likely to run and which of those teams are the most dominant that determine the meta not necessarily game state as a whole sure so widowmaker mccree being gone um is pretty seems like a pretty big shot especially to some of the teams like philadelphia fusion are playing this week with uh carpe not having a widowmaker mccree for carpe what does that do for fusion uh Paris Eternal with with Exe, do we see less Exe to soon come back in, and will we see soon again? There's a lot of speculation there around how these are going to um, affect teams. Uh, Joe, do you think that it's going to affect them that wildly, where we might just see players like Carpe and Exe take a seat for some of the um, non-projectile specialized player or non-hit scan specialized players? Not for the most part. Um, I think f in, in, in a majority sense, a lot of the hit scans that you can kind of list off that we'll be playing in week five, you know, your Corey's, your, you know, your Edison's even uh, sharp, anybody, anybody who you can name probably has other heroes in their repertoire like a Sombra. And I expect that to actually see a, a good amount of play. Um, I think it's actually the May players that are going to see some sort of rile up because they all don't have what I'm considering to be applicable heroes to kind of pair alongside the Sombra. Not all of them, most of them I would say they do, but in varying degrees of success, you know. Um, Nico can play a, a very good Genji, but as we saw last week, his Doomfist was uh, lacking, let's say. Um, then you've got Philadelphia, who I think, again, Carpe, they've, they've, they've given this kid a three-year contract probably for a, a very good reason. I think he can probably play almost any hero to a very, very high degree. I don't even think um, I don't think we've even seen how good his his projectile can be. I think his Genji is very, very good. I think his Doomfist is very, very good. Yeah. Um, I, I, I struggle to see where he could actually get lapped. Um, and that's kind of the big question mark for me is if Doomfist does come back in. Is four days enough time to get people prepared or will we actually see Chipsa? I, I think this is going to be the biggest uh for any fans of chips i think this is going to be the biggest chance for you to see your favorite player uh but even then i i think it's very limited and and probably not likely um but in general i think a lot of the hitscan players do have a tracer do have a sombra do have something else that they can play even in the the arisa kind of slower compositions that we're speculating on they have something to pilot in there and i think they'll be fine yeah cool so well let's just get right to it then and let's let's kind of put our <laughs> yeah, i almost said put our balls out on the table uh you know put, pull a dog man yeah let, let's uh let's put something out there yiska sure. in your in your opinion who do you think is the team with the most to lose this week because of the changes oh um it would probably be Washington Justice, right? It would have to be. Like, they have the perfect... Or... I feel like five of their players are on a, at least on a hero that they like. Um, I will say that that doesn't necessarily mean that that's their meta, because 
Winston, not all Winstons are created equal in the sense that metas require different types of playstyles per hero, and not everyone, just because they're main of that hero, excel at that. We've seen aggressive divas, we've seen defensive divas, not everyone can switch it up, so depending on what the meta requires of you, I think the, the, the skill set required, so to speak, is vastly larger than the hero number that we have, right? So a team doesn't need to just... How many heroes do we have? 31? Yeah, 31. Um, yeah, right, 32. Right, doesn't just need to cover the 31 heroes. They need to cover 31 heroes and then their modular playstyles A, B, and C, theoretically. And that's not true for all heroes because generally, like... Even though I struggle to name one where it isn't the case, but for instance, sometimes you want uh, Lucia to send back in certain metas and be defensive. Sometimes you want him to be the assassin. Sometimes you want him to be flexible and understand when he can switch. Sometimes you have Rhines that get away with being very aggressive. Or, of course, we have Rhines who don't excel at that playstyle. So uh, that's what I mean. But in terms of uh, justice, I think um, that changed a lot for them around and i think for instance a player like cory will probably be fine even though it kind of sucks for him that his signature picks have been banned away but i think um a player of his caliber rarely is constrained to just like yep. you know being a dps head click monkey if you want right he yeah. isn't just this good because his aim is nutty it's also because his reaction time is nuts and his on-the-fly thinking and uh, also, to, to a large degree, also his um, positioning is very good. So, and the movement with aim and whatever. So I think that transitions quite well to other heroes. Um, if that means Ash, probably not. But there's still, you know, there's the legs, for instance, in, in those sure. situations. There's Tracer, which we could see yeah, him on. Um, so... Yeah, I, I, I think just like from how we conceive of this team right now and last season, seeing the, the rise of their, um, their quality of a team during that very similar meta, it has to be due to Washington Justice for me. 100%. And, yeah. and I, I agree. I think it's a great point. I have a different pick, but to, to kind of supplement that, why this is the perfect time to see tuba and even with tuba coming into the meta um with a doom with a farah even though i don't think farah is all that strong right now with the hero pool as it stands currently in week five don't think farah is going to be a strong pick and that's his best hero so now you have a, a dilemma where you either put Corey onto a sombra you could you can put him on tracer but i think sombra probably is going to see a good amount of play map depending um, looking at the maps that Justice will be playing, we have Nepal, we have Dorado, King's Row, Dorado in particular, seeing a good amount of dive. Uh, Busan, good amount of dive will probably be played there. Havana, Eichenwald, not so much, but I think somebody's going to need to pilot the Sombra, and do you want your star player to be playing a more supportive hero? Do you put somebody who's less, who has less kind of oomph, has less firepower like Stratus onto the, the Sombra to kind of play supportive DPS and allow Corey to farm? Those are the questions that are going to be have to be answered for this team if they want to do well at home. Again, this is this is one of the teams that's 0-2 at home. They have five home stands. If you're going to want to sell tickets, you have to you have to be box office here. For me, I think this is Paris. Paris is probably the best team that'll be playing this week that has a chance to plummet. 
if Nico can't play Doom, and if if that match uh, last week was to to be uh, a theme or a, a trend, we've got problems. On the flip side of that, they can pilot the soon. They can do XEI, Tracer, Sombra, something like that. But again, like, do we want Ben Best on Winston? <laughs> I don't think so. Right? Yeah. I, I think he was he that his Rhinus is best hero. Do we see no smite? I. I it's tough to yeah. say. You have four days to come. You have four days to you know prepare for this. I think you probably want to keep running the same stuff. Hanbin's going to be absolutely stellar, but there's a lot of question marks around what exactly Paris does. How do they adapt? What composition do they run? Again, I think there's probably two schools of thought here. With you know, again, four days of prep. I think you either play slow and you play Arisa, something bunkery, or you play dive and you try to get get at it very quickly. You could see Nico on Genji, but that's about it. Um, I, I think they have a good chance to plummet this week. It's mm. a great thought. I think, okay, this might be weird, but I, th I, because of how coaching and how language works in the eternal, um, I think they've got, uh, become a lot more rigid to, or less, less vulnerable, I would say, to these uh, meta flips. I think, honestly, from from the inside I, I've gained, they are, they just all have a better meta understanding because of the coaching stuff now. They conceive of uh, Overwatch differently than they did last season. And um, I have reason to believe that, of course, this requires me to predict the meta and saying live or whatever, but... Um, if that is run, I I could I could see that they could excel at that based on um, the general conception they've instilled in their players. And if if you were if you're not a believer in just like that, me telling you that, look at the players like we, we talked about it on Monday. Look at the players that aren't the new ones. By the way, Yiska, we are system. you are cutting out a little bit, so. Am I? Uh, yeah. Is it dropping for you a bit too, Joe? Yeah, a little bit. Cool. Good amount of not sure if I'm lagging or... Yeah, it's, it's just roboting a little bit. Either way, I think, you know, to, to his point, I, I agree, like, they have instilled a lot of fundamentals in much in the same way that, like, the shock have, right? A lot of, a lot of these, these, these accolades, a lot of this praise can be pointed at Krusty and kind of being similar there. My problem with that is how do you communicate that in a team that admittedly still has communication problems? That's that's my big uh, linchpin here for this team. And going forward into the, the coming weeks, you're constantly having to adapt. You're constantly having to switch heroes. It's going to be messy. It's not going to necessarily fit every single week. And I think this team's going to suffer because of that. They're not going to be able to refine the meta. And I think this team actually exceeds when they can just sit and you know, take their time and grind out the meta rather than change the meta week by week with these hero pools. I think hero pools have gutted Paris, and I think you're going to see them drop a quite a few spots. So what about on the flip side then? Let's go to teams with the most to gain this week. Um, Yiska, got any feelings there? Let me look at the entire lineup that's playing. So... I think volatility generally benefits the worst teams, which means that teams like um, Houston and Boston could benefit from this. Sure. Um, 
Is it better now? Okay, sweet. Um, the problem is that they play against pretty harsh opponents other than the Uprising. Um, the thing is, I'm not sure if that style really fits them better. I think... I think it has to be either Houston or the Defiant. Because they were the ones uh, running meta compositions already previously. Um, if, once again, like, that doesn't necessarily mean that because you ran a, a, a specific meta while it was off meta and now it becomes sure. main meta, that you're better at that because other teams could catch up to you and, like, just execute better. Theoretically. Want to minor you. Now, here's the thing with Houston, where I don't think that will um, hurt them as much. For one, I don't think the Eternal right now has a has a player that can uh, rival um, Blase on Doomfist. And I think just as much as that was the case in in uh, stage four meta, uh, sorry, in in the playoff meta, Doom decides a lot of the or has a lot of weight in these comps. I would say that's the most important role. In, in these compositions has the most kill power uh gains the most from someone being really skilled at it seeing the opportunities having great timing mechanics in terms of like nap knowledge do they know how the movement stuff works stuff like that um i'm going houston yeah it's tough yeah. it's really interesting because we just talked about paris being one of the teams that could really uh stumble this week and they're playing houston a team that could really catch. I like the way you're thinking, John. Catch up. I like the way you're thinking. Two plus two is four. I like it. Yep. So I, I can't wait to talk about uh, that specific matchup because right now the odds have it at 78-22 in favor of Paris. And uh, I, I don't know if I still think Paris loses this one, but sure, I sure. do. I do think that. Uh, I do. Think That's a lot closer. So than that it's a lot closer. I'm so glad that he was saying. <laughs> okay, moment. Keep going. Yeah, just a. We're, we would just, have had a fight. We're just another week of outlaws <laughs> apologists. Another just like how we had a fight last week, and the show almost yep. ended because there was no possible way the Houston could win. Oh, and look, they almost won twice. And they didn't. Oh, they didn't they win last week. Won twice. I mean, you... Wait, 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 wait. Wait, wait, wait. You were 0% right about what you said last week. You're right. I was 0% right that I thought that Houston... What was it? Houston... Houston, London would have gone Houston's way. 3-2. You can have that. You yeah, were also 0% white in, in Houston, Toronto. Yes. yes A lot true. of people were yeah, wrong. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. They still won. If, if, yes. if Houston, London was 0%, what was Houston, Toronto? Negative 100? No, I gave them 55. 50, the, my argument always was that Houston cannot be the overdog in that, uh, that matchup. Hence why I would have given it 55 towards London or like 60 and sure. went 3-2 for London in the predictions that we did. And then, of course, we were both ridiculously wrong in, in terms of, of uh, Toronto. I think we both said 3-0, right? I think so. I might have said 3-1, but I'm not sure. Yeah. I'll go back and look. Whatever. Still, narratively, I'll take a victory. I'll take a W. I'll self-proclaim a W. Chat they came says, up, they showed up. Chat says Yiska was moron. Thank you. And chat gets to decide who's moron. That's right. 
I like another plep boy. Get the hell out! <laughs> like, <laughs> see, see, uh, look, look at this language now. Yiska was objectively spot on. Here objectively, Yiska always goes. For the, the only thing objective here is this man's old. Up, bitch. <laughs> the only thing objective mm. is that you're a geriatric. Okay, that's all I need to say. Whoa. Yes. Whoa. All right. Let's go to the matches. Let's go to Toronto versus the Florida Mayhem. The Toronto versus Florida Mayhem is the closest match on paper here. 57-43 in favor of Toronto on this one. Uh, but let's be real. Toronto Defiant are kind of... They're, they're in a stall, and they're falling. You're at an air show, and they're just going in for the, the grand finale. They're, they're stalling. They're falling. They're falling. They need to pull out the cord soon. Maybe they don't. Maybe it's all control. It's a controlled stall. Who knows? They're not playing uh, well right now. And um, they just got swept by rain. Handing Houston their first 2020 win. How important is it that they rebound against the mayhem this, this week? Who, let's be fair, have also, I would say, been underperforming. Yeah, it's it's quite important, and I think those those two teams are both teams that were struggling last week, especially uh, especially um, Mayhem has a better excuse, so to speak, because their their pocket strategy of uh, Anna Brick was nerfed considerably to the point where even other teams showed a lot of break like houston only play it on like a map or something or like Couple two maps, maps and certain points yeah, yeah certain points yes um and if your game plan was to run that 70 percent of the time of course you will gimped um for toronto they just had an underperformance and also didn't look like they were playing um up to that level again so We'll see how they bounce back from that because we said that Rasta has inherent combustion value. Yep. And to have that feeling not entrenched, I think a lot of it, this, a lot of their season will depend on the next couple of weeks because they're, they are, they seem very snowball-y of a team. So we'll see how they uh, adapt, but I would, okay. And this is super hard, dude. Um, in terms of who I would give it to, I think I agree about with the percentage. It's a close Toronto. Yeah. Fair enough. Joe, where do you land on this one? In my mind, this is uh, this is going to be a game of which DPS pairing can take over the game. Is it going to be sure for time and time again, the, the veteran kind of coming out and being able to clutch it out for this team? Or is Yaki and BQB and whatever kind of mishmash that they're going to throw out there able to take it over? I would like to see Saya player at some point, but there again, his heroes are kind of removed. They do play Junkertown this week, so this would have been a great map for him if hero pools weren't in the meta, but I digress. Um, yeah, this is this is a Toronto victory for me. I think uh, Florida does have a strong DPS pair. I just don't like the rest of the team around them. I think that there's already 
kind of cracks in the armor. There's there's already problems. Chris can't play Lucio. He's going to have to probably play a, quite a lot of it unless they just all in on these slow compositions that could or could not be seeing play. Maybe it is just all dive. And if it's all dive, then I think they have massive problems. Um, and, and Toronto can pilot both styles, I think, to a relative success. And I think I, I see that as an edge over Florida. I see both teams kind of, uh, you know, on shaky ground, on shaky footing right now. But I think Toronto just has the the firepower, the brute force to kind of just mechanic a win over Florida at this point. I, I, I really hope to see them make some moves a la, you know, a Boston uprising, even though that I think that already spells a narrative out for them. I'd like to see Florida make some moves, but uh, this, this is a Toronto victory. So I'm going to disagree with you guys. I'm actually going to go with Florida here. I think uh, we, I do think that we see less Karayan and more fate in this one. I think uh, fate has been a bit of an unknown quantity um, as far as how he's been playing with uh, in the new year because we just haven't seen him sure. much. We've seen him on one or two maps. Yeah, but, I think he's supposed to be playing a lot of the Winston, so makes sense. Yeah, so I mean, I would expect him to play uh, the Winston. I think uh, Yaki, I think, can um, benefit from this um, in one way or another. So I think totally. uh, both of them should give Florida a a, a bit of an edge. It's, uh, we, I mean, they took London to you know took London to five. On on a brig patch though, like this is nerfed brig. This sure. is Chris off of you know his comfort. So sure. So um, I don't know. I just think I think that this is if the mayhem and this is kind of one of those like do or die matches, like a must win for the mayhem for the mayhem. If they don't pull away with a win here, or at least take it to map five and make it close, uh, I would be very nervous as a mayhem fan if you can't win with double hit scan and you can't live or win without double hit scan. So I think this is, uh, I think this is the one, um, that they win. I think Toronto or yeah, Toronto are free falling. I think that they're prone to tilt and I could see, especially if Florida can get an early map, I could see them spiral really quickly. So there, yay. We disagree about a match result on the show for once. Yeah, but um, not by many percent, right? Like, yeah, I, I don't yeah, I would, I would probably match. flip the percentages. Yeah, yeah. But then again, here's the thing: it might. There's a very real chance that this isn't close in either in either direction, and that's probably true for all hero pool matches. Yeah, barring like shock against Boston Uprising or whatever, that will never be probably a stump for Boston. But like the volatility, this. Imply you almost want to split up the percentages, right? Like if you say sixty percent defiant, then that entails like a ten percent chance of an absolute stomp, or like a fifteen or twenty. Right. It right? just yeah the the percentages are just who ends up winning. They don't actually tell you by you know what the likelihood is that they win by a certain margin, right? Yeah, I mean the the more or the more telling thing is. There is definitely like a 10% possibility that uh, Florida absolutely stomps 3-0 simply because sure. we're playing hero polls and yeah. like and I, I maybe one team gets it and the other doesn't. I would normally say 10% is high, but in this situation, I think this is one of those. Yeah. yeah. At any given day that, again, we don't know. There's only four days to adapt to this. And if you're just 
in a spiral and you're in your own head and you have to learn a new a new thing does that necessarily you know fit or is conducive of of adapting and learning and trying to figure out what what composition you're going to be running next week and you have Don't to know. travel and yeah. you have to so like that's probably most of a day gone at least yep. like yeah it's it's going to be really interesting to see we'll see though how those teams are affected it's going to be um Neither of these teams have a second match this weekend. So this is the only match that they're preparing for. Let's go mm-hmm. on to match number two. And that's going to be the Houston Outlaws versus the Paris Eternal. Paris Eternal favored 78 to 22. Yiska, I'll let you go first on this one. Um, obviously the Paris eternal have solidified themselves as I would say a top tier team Mm -hmm. in overwatch league after, uh, defeating Atlanta rain and, um, comes at a cost of XC, not being able to play a McCree or Wittermaker. Do you think that they're in trouble without XC being able to play McCree or Wittermaker? Do you think that soon could get the nod and could we see XE ride the bench for some or all these maps? I suppose if we're actually like going full dive with Tracer, but I feel like it's it's a tough ask of a map to allow that for the entire duration. Now, Soon isn't a one-trick pony. He's shown like a wide variety of heroes in his career, even though Mostly, he played like one hero at a time or two, and then when the meta switched, he had a couple of other picks. So, um, yeah, that's but but it's definitely a concern. So, I don't like the percentage that's being assigned here. I think that's too severe. Um, Very severe. I think it's more like I would chop ten percent off the. Paris Eternal and give it to the Boston Uprising. Like 68, 67 feels like a number that bubbles up when I think about this match. Joe, how do you feel? I think, again, we're. we're, I don't know how you can, you can, we can all kind of agree that, you know, oh, you know, Ben Bast and maybe the communication, but the coaching staff, you know, they're instilling fundamentals. That's fine and dandy, but Paris plays two games. Houston plays one. Dive might be meta. Houston looks great at dive. I think this is close. And I'm giving like a 5% lead to Houston here. I'm giving them 55. Paris slightly lower. I think there's a lot of things stacked against Paris. They have to figure out what roster they're playing. Houston, on the other hand, I think they have a a great system filtered out. (sighs) Can you match Blase? Answer me that. Match Blase. Who who do you put in? You put Nico? No, that's that's a problem. It's definitely a problem. Like I, I'm we, not we, mad at this one. I'm not, sure. I'm not mad. I'm really not mad. Sure. I just let, think that 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 Paris is fundamentally f- sound. I think and, I think they can be. This is too early to say that they are, especially with hero pools. Yeah, we don't. This know. goes back, and you have to still have deal they, with the communication problems. Have they Dude, shown us enough different looks to know that they're fundamentally sound on those other heroes? I think that for Paris, at, at least more in to, that, that's yes. the Oh, yeah, fair. Um, have they shown us more? No, I'm. I'm just talking about how they conceptualize the game and sure, what your I analyst eye extrapolate uh, 
from that what it could but mean. But now you have, of course, now you change the if game. they get stomped here, like yes, I will reset my prior. That does mean it's at this point it becomes hocus pocus magic, and as does everything, right? Like we we thought Wizard Young had it figured out with those numbers, sure. then we found out probably not the case, right? At least for the Washington team, so, which we also have to say, like, styles have to fit the team. So, I'm starting to see a little bit of a pattern between you two, and I'm going to generalize a little bit to see if that's where we stay for the rest of the show. Joe, you seem to really favor the strength on a hero so far. Yeah. Whereas Yiska, sure. Yiska seems to be a little bit more on... Good teams are good teams. Everybody's dealing with the same new curveball or whatever, and the better teams should generally come out on top, even though uh, the, the percentage points may shift away from them. I think if you put this match in a similar hero pool at the end of the season, I think I'm much more convinced that Paris can do it, especially if they have a positive track record and Houston sure. still kind of maintains their track record. It's very early to tell. The game has changed again, so you kind of have to not reteach, but in a sense, change exactly what you're saying to these players. In this, in these hero pool, in the hero pool meta, let's just call it that, I think star DPS players on star picks will overrun teams that are shaky, that are kind of wishy-washy that have bad tank lines mm -hmm. now again i'm not praising houston's tank line but i think paris is going to struggle a little bit they're going to come down to houston's level at least at tank support much in the same way now at dps that's where the big delta sells me in houston you can't match blase dante's very strong especially in the heroes that we've kind of postulated on so his I don't sombra think should should f it should but I mean, to be fair, look, we have to go on the opposite side of that coin. If they have to play a race of compositions, that still doesn't hurt Muma much in the same way that playing into an enemy Rhine is very much about Rhine mind games and, you know, being outplayed in the neutral. Arisa isn't really that hero to kind of like 1v1. I think he wouldn't you. even play. I think there the, you go. The hydration might have that. Yeah. Fantastic. Great. Sweet. We just get him out. Uh -huh. I like that even more. I, yeah. I again I think it's close. I don't think this is this is oh. 78 22. I think Houston has it a slight edge, especially off the momentum from last week. They only play one game. Paris plays two, and it's against Philly. That's a lot of a lot of prep time in four days. I was going to go with uh I was gonna go with Paris on this one, but Joe, you're kinda you're kinda turning me here, I think. Can we just like take a step back and realize that we're currently contemplate like we're we are in a state of overwatch where a team that's one in five and Showed. like one ag uh, against a team that only also has one win yeah that we are now contemplating or thinking that's about giving them the edge over mm -hmm. a team that played like atlanta rain and beat them Okay. I'm let not me know when you're done. A good time right let me, here, let me know when you're done. I'm not having done. a good time right now. Like, so, I'll what, I'll my, my counter argument is two words hero pools. No, no, I, I agree with you. That's my point. I'm, yeah, I'm yeah. Saying, not saying that like, we're crazy for, but it's like you, you no. literally but, I can, take, but I can already <laughs> hear those arguments. You and could that's argue. my counter to that argument. The yeah, game I just, I just it's a new game. I don't like that it is that way. The last two games are the only two. I'd love for this to be a stomp. 
Yeah. Yeah. The last two games are the only two games where we've seen Houston deviate from their like yeah fundamentals kind of thing and go, you know what? Let's just let our guys play their best heroes mm-hmm. and try to fit it as close to the meta as possible. And they almost stole one from London and then they, they beat Defiant. And going off of that info, I see like I don't I don't it's the records don't tell that story, right? Yep. They don't tell that story at all. They're a one in five team that all of a sudden like have been hand got handed an olive branch from the Overwatch gods. Potentially. Hopefully. Just, should be. I mean, at, at this right. point, it's just like, hey, you can't do anything with this. Like, yeah, uh, if, you, if you really can't do anything with this, you've got problems. I would say it would be big good for the outlaws to like win against Paris, which is a big win, at least for us now on paper and have that feeling carry over into April um, when it's the first game for them again, because they will have a four week break. break. I, I, I feel like that match doesn't matter that much to them right now. I mean, of course, you want to win every game, especially when you're one in five. But yeah. it's like they have an, a built-in uh, reset anyway. For sure. So uh, we'll see. Yeah, I, um, man, I, I've, I've changed teams. I'm not proud of my my pick here. I'm going with the Houston Outlaws. You're making some money. If I, yeah, uh, this is this is where I can make some of those picks back in in high noon pickums from last week. We're brutal. I think this uh, is way closer than the odds give it. Yep. I, man, I hate myself though. Especially with hero pools. Like I don't, I don't like this. This is like a confidence. Like the, the odds are confident in Paris and I don't, I'm not confident in any team right now, unless they're like a tier above, unless they're in like a class of their own, a la Philly, a la shock, maybe even Vancouver. But that that's one game of, of tape. There's not many people that you can be that confident in in Paris in hero pools with a lot of their heroes that they've they've shown uh, proficiency in being removed is not a 70% match make like that doesn't make sense to me. That's fair. That's fair. All right. Let's go on to the next one. Boston Uprising versus the Washington Justice. This is 7723 one percentage point lower than Paris Houston. <laughs> I, I to, to be to be to peek behind the curtain for a moment chat I didn't even like my my I didn't scroll down enough to see this percentage H- how <laughs> how in what world let's let's take a look at their record the Washington Justice are one in three the Boston Uprising are one in two but Corey they're playing at home sure but, but Corey <sighs> yes I I agree I think I think Justice the is the favorite 77% <laughs> <laughs> I do, I do have to give the nod to Justice here as a favorite, but this confident of a favorite, like you don't get it. The, but like whoever, whoever site this is that you know John's pulling that like stats from, and and again, I, I it's not that one Whoa. site. I'd imagine it's a lot of them. It's not you. It's Whoa. them. Whoa! Hold on. <sighs> Let me tell you a little bit about Odds Portal. So, odds Portal sucks. Odds Portal literally aggregates odds from multiple betting sites to co- to come up with their that's my problem so multiple betting sites suck yes. yeah i just make them up to to give a joe an <laughs> a- aneurysm <laughs> on the i just like i want to see how how many times he has to go through this before he starts drinking on the podcast we already uh, had that 
Yeah. That already happened. Yeah. Fair enough. Uh, yeah. So, uh, you do give, so you do give the edge to justice here. A small one. So like 65 ish. And this is, this is a team that we discussed before we went into the matches. The Washington justice have the most to lose by hero pools. Uh, we've said it on the show. This is probably one of the best, most favorable metas for the Washington justice. Now bear in mind, the Washington justice are still one in three with a 0.438 win percentage, a map win percentage. So they're not living up to that hype of this should be their best meta type of thing. Uh, but you're still saying that even with um, Corey being hamstrung a little bit, you still think that the justice are going to come out on top. I, I, I have like, I have to, I, the Boston Uprising have just let go of a potential good, at least good player in at least what we think this meta could look like. Munchkin's not a horrible tracer. I don't think his somber's all that bad. And he's gone. Huh? What? And now you've got a replacement main support coming in in Hello, I'm Halo, or now known as just Halo. <laughs> what? That's, that's how you, you improve this roster? That's gonna move the needle lock. I, I, I. That's a team that smells. That's a smelly team. I'm smelling some 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 stuff on this team. Okay. Yeah. This team doesn't. Something doesn't sit right with me with those moves. This or it's week five, and we're already making two moves like that. Like, that's not a good look. Okay. Fair enough. Yiska, what about you, man? Um. Well. Okay. So, heads is of course. Justice because Corey clicks them. So let's see. Ah, that's that's the Boston Uprising. Um, yeah, it's a it's a weird one. Um, I think inherently the Justice have a have a disadvantage because they have uh, less players, less um, flexibility. No depth. Um, of course, we can talk about the seventh man and whatnot. I even acknowledge that there is at, at least like playing at home has an advantage if it's the fans or if it's the practice situation. Be that as it may, I think especially in hero pools, that might actually be pretty big. Um, stupid coin. Now I'm kind of talking myself into saying justice too. Um, too late. I already moved your face. <laughs> that might change on Friday when we hand on our predictions, by the way, Joe. I'm not out of sight on it. But n never mind. So um I think this is this is a weird one where um I, I also agree that the Halo pickup screams to me like you need someone with an NA um visa that is able to um get into a team quickly. Um I also don't think he's necessarily an upgrade of a swimmer, but I wouldn't claim to know to have ever seen both of like extended extensive footage of either of them to be able to um, to really weigh them. Um, of course, it's also always a thing of his ability or like adaptability within the team. What does a team need to shot calling and whatnot? But um, yeah, I think especially like if they're still sick. For instance, that that would be an issue for uh, the justice. Um, they haven't had a travel. Did they travel last week? I feel like they've just been sitting at home. No, they didn't play yeah, last no, week. They've just been no, sitting no, at home sitting waiting at home. for this homestand. If you're yeah. still sick, 
you might need to go to the doctor. This isn't like just, you know, vitamin C tablets and, you know, adrenaline shots or, you know, uh, vitamin B IVs. Like you might need to get some antibiotics if you're still sick. Mm. Um, Thanks, Dr. Joe. Like one more point, but it's, yeah, I'm not sure. Like this is a weird match. Yeah, it's definitely it, oh, like yeah, Toilet Bowl 2.0. No, no, it's it's I'm telling you what it is. It is 10-10 against Tamari, dude. Like oh my God. absolute shit tier Overwatch. Right? Like it's it's the the <laughs> How you gonna do Tamari that nobody like that? cares about in the in the bigger show Tamari? using terrible weapons that wouldn't f at all work in fights against like literal gods, and it's like this is this is basically like why are you gonna pick on Tamari? Tamari's cool. There's nothing cool about Tamari. Ten ten. Okay, we could we could agree with that. We could. Tamari we could is the Chao Zhu of Naruto. Oh my god, we're gonna have to throw hands on that one. <laughs> yeah, I like what Chad's saying. Ten ten Sakura. That's way more apt. Ten ten. Like Tamari what? is actually sick. Sakura, Sakura is so sucks. much better. No oh my way. god, dude, awful character. So much better. I need Terrible. to brush up and go watch. Uh, and ten ten Chao Zhu might as well be a. An app battle. It's been too long. It's been years. Uh, all right. Well, you got your Naruto comparison for the week. This episode brought to you by uh, Crunchyroll. Crunchyroll, or who's the <laughs> Funimation? Is that who's doing it? Now? Yeah, Funimation. Yeah, Funimation. You should be watching. Uh, yeah. So, okay. Uh, I don't, I don't know who to pick here, so I'm not going to, because I don't have yeah, to. Yeah, you might as well just flip a coin. Like, this, this could go either way, to be completely honest with you. I'd probably go Justice, just because, like, I, I don't think I've seen enough of Boston, and I don't think that Boston has been good enough in their losses for yep. me to give them a nod to win. Like, what, you got Jerry? Myung Cool. I mean, Myun Bong, Aim God, like, at least comparable. And then it's like, okay, if Corey can actually, like, carry on a third hero this season, maybe even a fourth hero come next, you know, when next do they play? Week seven? Like, I don't know. I feel like if he can carry on that many different heroes and have, like, star performances, we might have to, like, put him at least in the discussion for MVP by the end of the season. Like, this kid's actually nuts. Fair. Yeah. Wow, we're split on every single match so far. Joe and Yiska have agreed on one match. That's what happens when you get hero pulls. <laughs> that's that's what I like to see in here. Let's go to this next one. The Paris Eternal versus the Philadelphia Fusion. Oh, it's a travesty. It's a shame. 62-38 in favor of Philadelphia Fusion. Uh, just a reminder that the Eternal do play the Uprising the day before. So, and this is the only match for the Philadelphia Fusion. But obviously, uh, we've got some uh, things here. Obviously, we're going to see how Paris holds up against the Outlaws on Saturday with Hero Pools, and we're going to get a much better idea with how they look there. But given that we don't have that information now, we don't know how the Fusion will look. Obviously, Carpe and Sato will both be uh, affected the most by this. Um, but by how much... Yiska, how much? Um, yeah, I mean, the Fusion have always been one of the most prepared teams in the Overwatch League towards um, meta changes. 
They've always had large rosters. They always had deep benches in terms of like yep, yep. they could they they always had starters for other teams on their bench. And that's mm -hmm. no different this year. And of course, like Sado might be um the only one that doesn't have a replacement, but also like if we're playing Winston, this kid is gonna pop off. I think that even buffs him. Um if we're playing Orisa, oof. So we could still still say see something like Poco and Fury. Um if if it really was that bad, which I don't think it is. It was actually pr pretty good in uh playoffs, I remember. Um in general, like that team has just way too many options in terms of um like picks. I think alarm is never gonna be a liability to the point. And even if he is, then he have boombox. Um Astro is a nuts mercy if something like some wacky stuff like that would happen. If if they are two flex supports, they have two flex supports, one serviceable one, one amazing one on their roster. There's basically very few things that you could throw at this roster other than the the modes of um, heroes that I talked about in the beginning where the styles don't match in terms of like offensive, uh, defensive diva or whatever. Like that could be a possibility, but really like if there's, there's probably few teams that are more prepared for meta adaptations. Now my question is, how does that come together? And, and how quickly if, can they do it? Yeah, and if your theory, which I tend to agree with, um, is true that DPS in such a volatile meta state, like individual skill on DPS can make the most difference. I think we're looking at Fusion as one of the best teams in that regard, just reliably. I think even if if the McCree thing is networking, like we know Carpe on Tracer, right? That's a thing. We know he so can can play a bunch of other stuff. We know we can count on um in terms of like yeah, you know what whatever uh, hits can you uh, want to throw uh, on top of that, especially. If they split up the hero pool and hit scan and say, Carpe, you play this, Sisu comes in for this. Um, and then the projectile, even if two projectile happens, they're completely fine. Uh, um, we haven't talked uh, about in the uh, review episode about EKO. He didn't look like lackluster. So that's definitely someone I would field in a situation. And you're still coming out ahead, especially against the Paris Eternal, I think, who clearly has like. Or at least in our conception, because we haven't seen some of these players like soon, um, in terms of like the the tiers of players they have on the roster. Now, of course, some of those, as we already pointed out several times, like some of those players have elevated their level, and that doesn't mean that soon couldn't be there. In fact, soon is one of those players that have had amazing uh, career longevity, yeah. and especially with great coaching, I could see that coming making a comeback. Um, I mean, we're, we're once again, like, it's it, there's so much, but it, you have to give it, I think you have to give the the advantage of fusion. You also have to make it probably bigger than the other matches. But um, in general, I wouldn't be surprised to just, like, see a Paris come together or uh, a mismatch with, like, lots of moving pieces for the fusion. Joe, where are you at? I feel like well, this might be the one where we actually agree for fusion here. Oh, 
Yeah, I think uh, I agree with a lot of the points made. This is a roster that can field and, and pilot almost any meta to an extremely high caliber. Even if you have to play Arisa in Sato doesn't necessarily get to be a threat. You have five other threats in the field that can carry from any position. Again, I still maintain the fact that the fusion can carry from all six positions. And if you minus one, okay, fine, whatever. You're slightly weaker. Everybody's slightly weaker. So the Delta is probably still about the same size. This team's sick. We keep seeing statistics that prove the team's sick. Hero pools should not affect them as much as everybody else, and especially the Paris. I have to go fusion here. Yeah. Yeah. But by the way, just to quickly point out, I I, I memed um, Kisu is not eligible. Uh, at this I mean, instance. I still think you can say what you said, like especially going In into the future, yes, going forward. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Uh, uh, okay. Here's the here's the one question because I think people want to know. Is there a world and a meta where chipset comes out? That's I, what I, I was going to bring I up. Think so. I think so. I too. think so. I think this is could be a good meta. I just don't even know if he's here. Well, yeah, we if don't, he's here, uh, then he might see some stage time, especially if, if Doomfist is as important as I think it might be. Um, looking at the maps, they play Ilios. Not a horrible Doom map. Junkertown, you're not going to see chips there. Blizzard World, eh, that one's kind of up in the air. So again, it might not even be worth it to have him move over here this quickly. Um, I again, I think Carpe EQO, even Ivy, even though he hasn't been completely like as, as stable, but at times he can look very good. You have a you have an absolute killer of a DPS line. I don't know that you even need Chipsa four days out. You're gonna kind of change up the chemistry of the team by putting him in. If we were going to see him, it would be in a meta like this. And even then, I don't know that you see him. So uh, that kind of this tells is, you what you need to know on that. Yeah, this is about as opportune as it gets. Assuming that uh, we, yes, we assuming read the meta correctly and teams aren't just all of a sudden like, well, with uh, main shield gone, soldier's good all of a sudden. And like we all of a sudden see some like weird soldier mercy, blah, blah, whatever. You know, that, that's sure. that, totally arbitrary. but. um. Yeah, it makes a ton of sense. This would be the time to do it. But to, still. Real fast, I think that we, well, we can't see McCree banned next week because he's McBanned this week. McBanned. Um, we could see <laughs> Sombra McBanned next week. Week seven, we can't see Sombra and McCree McBanned. But week eight, we could see more Doomfist. So the next chip society might be week eight. <laughs> there you go. Uh, McWeekend has the J Mac virus. McBand, that might have. We're gonna have to fit that into the show titled. Uh, yeah. Um, cool. All right, I think we all agree on this one. Then Philadelphia Fusion. Yep. Eternal would have to look really decisive against Houston in order for me to change yeah. that pick. Hundred percent. Like if you if they come out three zero handshake, we have to. That's a that's a whole nother discussion to be made. I don't see that happening, but. but that Joe, there's a world. We are, we're getting excited at this point for Paris Eternal, right? If they are, if they are now, still oh, if they can come out in hero pools and still show up and be a top, okay, this team might even be yeah. higher. Yep. Yeah, like that's insane. Yeah. That's some wizardry stuff. That's some. Yeah, I can't yeah. even think of a Harry Potter spell that does what that does. Yeah, Hermione maybe, Granger didn't teach me that in in wizarding school. Maybe, uh, maybe Rush is the Sasuke to cross oh, Naruto. Shut up. <laughs> These are all ham-fisted. You're not even trying at this point. I mean, yeah. it's it's not that bad wrong. 
Oh, Philly doesn't play week eight. Wimp, 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 wimp. Oh, yeah. Central. So what? What do you mean? So, uh, so Chips, uh, my whole, like, Chips uh, yeah. in week eight oh, doesn't they, work. Yeah, yeah, it won't exist. Whatever, whatever, you know, next they play. Yeah. All right. On to the next one. Uh, the NYXL versus the Washington Justice. And I don't know where they got these percentages either. 72-28 Justice. I, I think NYXL should be pretty resilient here. Personally. Wait, what are the what are the, the seventy two twenty eight in favor of seventy two? Oh, okay. Yeah, 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 you're about to have a nervous <laughs> breakdown, right? Yeah, I was like, oh, wait, did why? I say it wrong? No, 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 no. I just, I was just like, I it didn't click. Got it. I just think that like even this feels pretty close. For, it's like, a little high, but again, I don't. Oh, I, I think it's low. Oh, you think it's low? I think it would be. Um, it could yeah it could be higher sure yeah i don't this this is there's not much <laughs> even even going off of saturday's game off of uh uprising like you if you go in there three of them that's a whole different caliber yeah. of team you're playing against new york but granted new york is not season one season two new york where they're dominant oh, however okay. this is this is a a baby fusion in a sense you know, you look at their roster, they should be able to field almost anything that's thrown at them. It's just not as strong. Washington, on the other hand, Tuba would have to, I think Tuba would be their ace in the hole on this one. Not going to happen, though. I know. Spoiler. I know. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah, it's New York. I can't, you can't not pick New York. Yiska. Yeah, that's some yeah, cheeks that's... getting clapped. <laughs> um, that's, yeah, no, there's, Dude, on the other hand, okay, let's think the other scenario. It I actually look doesn't look like an upset, and Washington is actually better. I, uh, huh? In that, in those cases, I'm really starting to hate this old, old <laughs> dumb shit. Like, they, they, it's, it's just like with such a small roster and um, also fairly limited players it feels like from a deserving point of view unless there's like nuts coaching where they actually teach like stratus to play all the projectile heroes miraculously but it feel doesn't feel that deserving and it feels like whatever that happens in order to make that right is either new york losing to themselves yeah. or like ridiculous lucking into another uh best meta situation in that right moment where everything goes right for Justice and nothing goes uh, right for the NYXL. Again, NYXL gets to see them play. They only have one match. And it's after you get to see them play and figure out what, what kind of style they're going to opt into against Boston. Let's check if the maps are similar. Against uh, New York, Washington is Nepal, Dorado, Kings Row. Washington, Boston is Busan, Havana, Eichenwald. Uh, I mean, they're kind of similar, not too similar, but yeah i don't know this like it's so hard to see a world like if, if washington actually upsets them like i don't even know like is are, can you even bring up sandbagging at this point like are they like taking it early like taking it slow early like it's that's tough it's tough to say it's really hard to see a world when new york loses new york are four and one still they've got the second highest map win percentage yep. in the league yes they did lose um but I don't. Why can I not remember who they lost to? Who, New York? They lost to Fusion. 
So even then, I mean, they've been 3-1-3-0-1-3-3-0-3-0. And I don't know. This isn't a team like, yes, they haven't played great. The first three matches, four matches, were all played without Libero. Sure. Um you know, like I'm, I'm not in the doubting New York, uh, position yet. I think- I'm hoping I'm, I'm, you know, this is, this is a saving grace for New York in my mind. I am hoping that when they heard hero pools before the start of the season, they said, okay, cool. We're just going to give who are you the good couple weeks to start. He can start. We don't have to worry about playing Libero. Libero can come in during hero pools and just absolutely tear, tear people a new rear end. By the way, I'm that's, hoping that that's, that's something that uh, Sideshow has alluded to, and I'm not sure if that's based on information from the coaches he has talked to, but that's also the conclusion he came to as to why who are you is being played over liberal. I'm, I hope so, and 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 I think we alluded to something similar on the show where they're trying to integrate him early. I think it's more interesting to tie it to hero pools and seeing how flexible Libero can be again. And and this is content that I'm going to make at some point in the near future. This is a franchise player. Why we can see Carpe have three years. Why don't we have Libero have three years? This is a three-year guy. Guaranteed money. This is cash money. Playoffs cash money. If if I sign, if I'm if you give me 20 million right now, I'm going to Libero and saying, I'll give you five years. He's 20. What, 22? He's young. 22 is almost 22 is not young. 20, okay. Is fine. Let's not see. young, but not old. He's twenty. He's twenty. Okay, 20. Three okay. years. Three years. Would you agree? Three years. Three year yeah. guaranteed. Yeah. The thing is, they just have such an abundance of um, sure, talents that will attract other talent. So maybe they they yes. are in a position where they don't need to really commit to long contracts. I but agree. Can just count for every new rookie that's like nuts but young. Uh, to come in, maybe that's just that position. At some, I don't know. I last year, what was it? I think in season one, maybe going into season two, I wanted Dallas to go after Libero because again, the whole narrative was that Flower was going to come in. Now they've got Who Are You to to kind of court and build up, and if that's going to be your star player, then why'd you buy him? I don't like. It's it's a guaranteed money with Libero, so you're always safe. But maybe you could upgrade. But if you do upgrade. Why, you know, I guess you can keep him and deny a lot of people in the league a massive upgrade, but it'd be a shame to see him ride the bench and, and who are you just kind of blast off. Like, it, yep. it would actually be a, a detriment to the league. Um, yep. But yeah. All right. Let's go to the last one. Boston Uprising versus the Atlanta Reign. 79% in favor of the Atlanta Reign on this one. Uh, I'll, I'll start out on this one and say, I, I know that they really struggled last week. Yeah. Uh, but this team just seems too flexible uh, to yeah. to lose. Like, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. They they didn't even show like three of their additions, and they're pretty big signings. So, yeah. um, who knows what they're gonna pull out and adapt? I will I will give them the uh, first week jitters <laughs> on this one. Of course, if they come out looking bad yeah. in um. In their only match, right? Yeah, it's their only match this week. Then we might have a problem. And it's against Boston. It's against Boston. Boston. If you even go close against Boston, you got problems. And if you're Boston, I think you're preparing as much as you can for Washington. Yeah, that and there's no Jerry to save you. 
Like at I least mean, some we of don't the picks know. we know him for. We don't know. Yeah. 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 True. We don't know. Yeah. But it's but if, like but if you're going to subscribe to the idea that it, because this is such a chaotic meta, because you have four days to prepare, and DPS players can take over a game, how can you boldface tell me, even even against like a middle pack team? Like you put Atlanta against, I don't know, Mayhem. I don't even know if they're mid-pack. Maybe London. Maybe London's a better example. You look at Erster and you look at Sharp, look at Edison. What do you do? What do you do when those kind of players can run over the game? Atlanta looks sick. Like, yeah, their support line isn't like the best. Their tank line depends on who shows up. Uh, that's another coin flip. Like, I don't know if it's Gator. I don't know if it's Pokepo. You got me stumped. I don't know if FRD is really going to matter. I don't know if Hawk, you know, his underperformance last week is, is going to matter when you have Erster and one of three fantastic DPS players, two of which we haven't even seen yet. I, I, how do you stop that team? Especially if you're Boston. What do you do? I, I really do not see a world. Yeah. Yeah. I don't, I don't I have do. much to add on this one. It, it nope. should be. And honestly, it, there's, so, there's so much that would have to change with what we know about these teams for it to be anything yep. different. And I think speculating on that point is just kind of disingenuous. <laughs> so. it's, it, it, I'd be lying to the public if I said that Jerry could come out with his you know, chubby cheeks and his you know, a, you know, beautiful you know, personality and somehow beat this team. I don't think color hex and, and I know that Yeska, you know, thinks color hex is somehow better than leave. And we'll discuss that in, in hopefully the coming weeks. No, no, no. I'm not saying he's a better player. Keep it straight. I'm saying <laughs> regardless, um, you, you would say that color hex has not shown up in yes. the league yet. I mean, uh, mechanically, he, at least. Yeah, sure. Even if he did show up and you pair him again uh, with Jerry, do they stand any chance against Erster? And and uh, and company. Nah, my dude. Like that's Nothing. that's the thing. What do you do? That's like that. That's the problem. Like the Ursa is just how is he nuts on everything, dude? Like Ursa is seriously like he might be the scariest player in the league right now. It's just uh, like I don't know if I go that far. Like who's scarier? Carpe. I'm not sure if that's true, dude. Oh come on. Like, in the clutch? Are you kidding me? The consistency that this kid does in overtime? I mean, okay, we haven't seen much of Erster, but the very same Fair. is true for... Like, Erster... Without you, you, Erster, you did, this series is not close, dude. He clutched yeah. that he did stuff on Hanamura. So yeah. Hanamura, he did, got, he did have a clutch. He's got a lot to earn yet. I think he is very that. scary. I don't know if he's shown enough to be the scariest. Yeah. And it, the, the thing is... He has nuts mechanics. Yes. And like very quick on the fly thinking. You see that when 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 people don't have a boxed boxed idea of how they use their walls. Like you can coach good walls, but when you need an unorthodox wall, then you see like, okay, oh wow, okay, he applied something there, right? And Orsa is like this with those, right? Like I remember the the Hanamura play from up top where he like Blocking with the with the uh, ice block and everything, like he's very, he's just like in the zone, right? Sure. And if that keeps up, I mean, he he, 
paired with the mechanics and everything, dude, that is That's so MVP. He, he could be by the end of the season in talks for, for DPS role star and season MVP, especially yeah. if Atlanta does well. Like I, I can't disagree with you in that. Yeah. Yeah. Potential is through the roof for the kid for sure. Yep. Um, so we'll have to see, but we're at the end of the show. We're there. We made it. Go did, did we it. not go ridiculously long this time? Uh, How long did we go? Uh, hour ten? Hour twelve? Uh, not okay. bad for us. This this flew by though. It felt it actually rather. went by really fast. I couldn't imagine doing 10, 11 matches. Yeah, yeah it's gonna this. be rough. It was, it's gonna be kind of neat crazy. Uh but yeah, that's gonna be crazy. Yeah. We do need to get out of here. Uh before we do, a big thank you again to our patron producers. <gasps> Battlecrab made Pinchin Lotion or Pin Lotion, Charlie L, Audio Compass, Porkchop Sammy, Tasha67, Coochie Kopi, Salsa Boy91. Thank you so much for supporting the show. We really appreciate you. If you like the show, go to patreon.com slash tactical crouch. You can support right there. We've got game nights, discords, uh, all that kind of stuff. We also have Race the Mayhem going on, the Mayhem play this weekend. You might have to lose another uh, pound or 2.2 kilograms or whatever it is uh, for or a kilogram is 2.2 pounds. That's what it yeah, is. Yes. Other way around. Uh, do that. Do it in style. Go to bit.ly slash race the mayhem. Get a cool. We got some cool shirts and stickers up there. We got mine coming. Excited to uh, work out with it. it. Looks pretty cool. Excited to try and use it. So, um, yeah. Other than that, we do have a couple new patrons. Salsa Boy 91. Welcome to uh the Patreon. We really appreciate you. And Jin41, welcome as well. Thank you so much for supporting the show. No new five-star iTunes reviews, but if you like the show and uh, want to support any way you can, a great way to do that is go to iTunes, search for Tactical Crouch, leave a five-star iTunes review, and leave a comment so that way it'll put your name next to it so that we can actually thank you on the show. Otherwise, it'll just give us a five-star review, and that still is very helpful, but we won't be able to thank you because it won't show up. Um, other than that, uh, you can find me everywhere at Kick Tripod, uh, Twitter, Twitch, and YouTube. Yiska, what about you, man? Shout-outs for the week. Where can people find you? What do you have got going on? All that good stuff. Yeah, uh, I didn't quite finish the, the TV guide if you want to last week's matches. That's probably com- going to come out tomorrow. Um, other than that... Um, I'm 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 on the verge, I think, of just like bursting out with a lot of content. Um once like every every legal stuff is like figured out and then we can have some good time. Also coincidentally, when the league just goes in overdrive with ten million games. Yeah. So uh I'm looking forward to my one hundred ten hour weeks. <laughs> yeah, yikes. Yeah. Big yikes. Joe, what about you, man? Shout outs for the week. Where can people find you? Any good content you've got coming up? As per usual, on all the socials at Volamel. That's V O L A M E L. Uh, check out GG Recon for why I think the Overwatch League should be LUD managing, especially their starters. Uh, check out some analysis on the Washington Justice. Uh, things ain't getting better. Spoiler. Uh, and follow the YouTube because I am like 90% done with an alternate Overwatch history. Going to be trying to put a little bit more production value into it. Uh, but it should be a fun one. Should be a, a blast from the past. 
um, that people might not remember. So that'll be that'll be fun. Good good history changing stuff there. Um, and then yeah, written content coming this week. Franchise pieces, franchise players, maybe some predictions. Um, but yeah, be on the lookout. Awesome. All right, well, that's going to do it for us. Again, follow us everywhere at Tactical Crouch. You can listen to the show anywhere where you can listen to podcasts, iTunes, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Podcast Addict, uh, Spotify, uh, anywhere. Literally, we're also on YouTube at youtube.com slash tripod. That's going to do it for us. Enjoy the games. Come join us at discord.me slash yiska out. Uh, we hang out in voice chat in Discord. And you can hang out with us as we chat about the game, see them live, and listen to Joe and Yiska and Made Meme for a couple hours out of your weekend. It's a great time. Come join us. That's going to do it for us. We'll be back after the music for the post show. Until then, see you next time. Bye.